Is it chilly? Is that your final answer? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's read my face there. He's read my face. <laughs> <laughs> I've mm. got fired from one job for talking too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a job in the, job in the library. That was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to rip off Joe Chapman and instead of saying um, Margot Robbie, I'm going to say Taylor Swift. Wow. I mean, she'd be entertaining, wouldn't she? back to the high press uh, my name is cal i'm the co-host of this fantastic little podcast that we've got going on uh, i'm joined with rob as always rob how are you doing mate yes i'm okay thank you i am the other co-host my name is rob and <laughs> this is called the high press how are you <laughs> I'm, I'm very well i'm very very well uh, rob great episode today great episode yeah, it was good um one of one of my favorites i tend to say that every week which isn't really fair uh, but it is one of my favorites <laughs> we sat down with express and star sports journalist and west Brom correspondent uh joe massey joe massey does some great content on the express and star yeah. uh, all things west Brom. uh obviously working alongside luke Hatfield who we've previously had on the podcast. If you haven't listened to that already, make sure you go back and check that out. It was a great uh, great episode with Luke. Uh, but yeah, great to sit down with Joe Massey. I personally listen and, and watch all of his content, so uh, it was a, a bit of a surreal moment for myself to, to get him on the episode. Um, a breathtaking moment for me, you could say. I had to use my inhaler before the episode started. We discussed that later on. Um, <laughs> Joe also speaks of um, how he fell in love with uh, football and, and Euro 96, and uh, just basically what his current role at the Express and Star entails. Rob, what else did he talk about oh well he spoke about how he was inspired by superman uh himself yeah. um the, his love for both dean smith and uh slavin bilic uh find out what we mean by inverted pyramid um we discussed boners uh, <laughs> and taylor taylor swift not related subjects no very 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 much not related very, we don't get anyone related in <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's been a bit of a culmination of the the sort of the last uh, the last of the three journalists we've had on at the yeah. moment: uh, Luke Hatfield, Joe Chapman, and now Joe Massey, all uh, great friends and great colleagues. So you can hear a bit about their relationship as well, and you know, just yeah. little insights about the job, which is very interesting to us as well. And hopefully, it will be to you. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So let's go straight into the episode. We hope you enjoy uh, this unbelievably funny episode with uh, Express and Stars, Joe Massey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the High Press podcast. And um, no offence to have any of our previous guests here, but I've never been so excited for an episode of the High Press <laughs> when I'm sat down with my, one of my best friends in Rob and uh, West Bromwich Albion correspondent of the Express and Star, the man, the legend, that is Mr Joe Massey. Joe, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well, but that cannot be true. That seriously, it is true. really true. I'll tell, really, tell, tell you what, I'll tell you what, before you joined, Joe, he had to use his inhaler. I did have to use <laughs> my inhaler. That bad. I, I've, got, I've had a cough lately. I have had, had a cough, had a, I thought, that's I don't what want to sound like a pleb. That's what he says, but... I well, know what I'm doing that. as soon as I finish. I'm texting Luke Hatfield and telling him exactly that. He knows his place, <laughs> doesn't he? And Joe Chapman. Yeah, Joe Chapman, yeah. come on. You're on last yeah. week. They weren't bothered, mate. They weren't bothered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, first uh, and foremost, Joe. <laughs> first and foremost, thank you so much for coming on. It is a huge honour, as you might have already gathered. Um, so we'll jump straight oh. in to our quick fire round. Um, so, Joe, okay. we're going to ask you 10 questions at random. And they're just completely out there, so bear with us. Um, the first answer that comes into your head, go for it. And anything that's funny or controversial, we'll wind back around and reflect on afterwards. Okay. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> kick us off, mate. Okay. Question number one, what is your favourite film? Straight in. Oh, my favourite film. <sighs> right. So I've got, th- I've got three. Right, so my, f- my three, it's The Dark Knight Rises, Inception, mm, but everyone yeah. will say those films. So my favourite yeah. film is Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tom Hanks yeah. and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, it's really so good. good. I can watch it all the time. I absolutely wow. love it. So no one else is saying that, so I'm going to go catch me. What I will say yeah, about Inception I like is I, um, I watched it at the cinema and I missed 10 minutes of it. And that is the one film that you can't <laughs> afford to miss 10 minutes of because you're in a completely different part of the film within 10-minute chunks all the time. So I had to buy the DVD and watch it again. Um, That's worth it, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, question two. Food question for you, Joe. Uh, what did you have for okay. breakfast this morning? A jam on toast. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that's a new uh, one for the high press. That's that's quite a traditional yeah. one, isn't it? And that was because I made my daughter jam on toast and I was in a rush <laughs> to get her to school. And then I walked in with this jam on toast, gave it to her, and she said, I want bacon. Oh, and I was man. thinking, what do I do? Do I make her a bacon sandwich or do I make her a jam on toast? She's going to have a massive tantrum if I try and make her a jam on toast. <laughs> I'm just going to go cook her some bacon and eat the jam on toast while I'm doing Happy it. Life. So it's a child's <laughs> breakfast. But like, that's my life now. That's what I do. I basically eat my children's scraps. That's how I live. <laughs> uh, wow. So, yeah, that was, that's why I had jam on toast. You have to start yeah. a GoFundMe for you at this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so what's your favourite hobby that isn't football? Um, it's football manager football. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, we're going to manage football. Yeah, okay, yeah. my football manager is my favourite hobby, but other than that, it's playing squash. Oh, oh, okay, nice. great. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, question four, Rob. This is an absolutely belting question, mate. This is, is a, a new one, one that yeah. we've never asked before. Um, Thank what you. would your name be if you were a wrestler? Oh my god! <laughs> yes, that's what a good one. It's yeah. a great question. I mean, yeah. I knew, was it be something like Massimundo or something? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it could about be. Wrestling. It could <laughs> what, be. What would your names be if you were a wrestler? I don't know uh, how you do it. I haven't even thought about it. I looked at the question. I thought it's a great question to ask, but don't ever ask me that question. I <laughs> don't. Um, I'd, I'd be like the the tank or someone like that. Tank, no. just just the tank yeah can i just say it's a typical journalist to turn the question on us when we've asked the That's question what... oh yeah <laughs> no no you answer joe it's not I about us do that a lot actually it's not about us <laughs> have you got an answer or are we, are we gonna eat you just bailing are on we gonna go massive Monday? Monday? i don't know what to say we'll I go with some it. sort okay. of formula i need some sort of formula for it there's no formula is there <laughs> oh yeah it's like the like you, the, you, uh, name you pet and you, yeah, yeah. Okay. Come, come up with a formula, and I'll come back to you. <laughs> okay. All we'll right. park I'll, it. I'll, we'll I'll park it. Think. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, who is your favourite artist or band? So, my favourite band is a band called Nerd. Oh yeah, yeah. To be honest, I've never yeah, heard of um, them. With uh, Pharrell. 
Pharrell Williams, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So okay. Pharrell Williams is banned, but they're nowhere near as big yeah. as Pharrell Williams is. Oh, bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they were like they were producing loads, weren't they, for people early on? And it was like back in the day, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm 36, lads. I'm old. Like another <laughs> type of answers I'm going to give you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, question you've never heard of a song. You're saying it's not bad, but you've never heard a song, have you? No, no, I, no. I, I, I can't think of one, but I know who they are. Definitely I will promise to go away and listen to a song if that. Hang sure on a do. minute. Make sure you do. I'll do it for I know you. The, I'll do it for you. I know the I know the famous one they do. I'm going to search for it. What is it? Uh, go on, you search for it, and I'll ask the, the next question. Uh, question six: You're stranded on a desert island. What two items are you taking with you? Now, I will say, okay. before you answer the question, we've had varying answers to this. So some people have gone mm. down the route of death is inevitable, and they're just going out on a high with the items that they've got, so they're happy when they Joe die. Joe Chapman style. Joe Chapman yeah. style. Yeah, or yeah, some yeah. are going with the essentials in order to live for as long as they can. So anything is, is open to here, basically. So I'm going to go for a mixture of both. Okay. Football so, manager. But- uh, well, I was thinking of football manager. So football manager was going to be my answer. But then I thought, what I could do is take a phone, which wouldn't get the football manager I wanted. It would get football manager touch, which would be a bit of a disappointment. <laughs> but I'd it's something. To, but it's something. And I'd have, the obviously, the upper perks of a phone. So yeah. yes. I had to go phone. And then, yeah, I'm just going to rip off Joe Chapman. And instead of saying um, Margot Robbie, I'm going to say Taylor Swift. <laughs> Wow. I mean, she'd be entertaining, wouldn't she? She, she, would, but she? she would provide the entertainment. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. But doesn't she? She moans a lot, doesn't she? In her songs. Would you? <laughs> would you want to be up for that? Having your ears <laughs> chewed off all the time? I don't Have know. you seen her? I've well, I've I've seen her, but I've also heard her. So I mean, that's that's half the problem. Have you seen? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great answer. <laughs> that's Actually, brilliant. We, nobody's ever tried to get off the island, have they? No one's ever seen that. No, that's true. Everyone's very content d- on this island. Everyone's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just accepting. <laughs> I'm on the island and I'm going to die. Okay. The answer's a plane and a runway, isn't it? That's the answer. Yeah, exactly. no yeah, yeah. 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 yeah like a, a, di- a dinghy and, a, and an engine for it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> ludicrous. Uh, so does, <laughs> does a cup of tea cool you down? What do you reckon to that big No, that's theory? absolute myth. Okay. Yeah, I always said that. Myth. Fully on board with that. Yep. Fully on board. I don't trust people who say it do say says it does. To be honest with you, I agree. No chance. Yeah. Uh, question eight. Favorite football stadium? We'll exclude the Hawthorns. I do love the Hawthorns, um, but I think it's the Emirates. That's an interesting mm. answer. Tell me why. Okay. Um, one because I think it's just. I think it's beautiful. I think it's like the best modern mm. stadium. I just think it looks so smart. Better than Tottenham? And, well, I haven't been to Tottenham's. Oh, uh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I had COVID when I went, uh, when I went to Tottenham last season, so I missed it, which yeah. is like, of all the games to miss, that was a real, yeah. like, kick in the teeth. Um, so I haven't been to Tottenham's, but yeah, I think the Emirates, I think it just looks look smart, but also, I was coming out, when I was coming out of the ground last season... I think I was with Joe Chapman, actually. I think it was Joe Chapman that said this. I'm just stealing all Joe Chapman's points here. But he said, <laughs> um, this stadium's like 10 years old. And you'd never think yeah, it in a million true, years. True. Like, it looks like it was built yesterday. It looks so bang on. Mm. Um, just think it was smart. The big Arsenal badges outside the front. I thought it was yeah. cool. I like the play. Yeah. And 
and it's it's nice as well if you want a bit of a you know if you've had a long journey and things and you want a bit of a kip it's so quiet you could actually go to sleep <laughs> which, is, which is a quite that's quite a nice feature that they've done there yeah yeah. Really good for everyone, um, yeah 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 it's really really thoughtful of them to be fair um okay so depends on how you interpret this question where's the worst place you could get stuck oh god <laughs> Again, we've had a, ve- a varied amount yeah. of answers for this for this yeah. question. Where's the worst place I could get stuck? Hey, I haven't I haven't heard you ask that one. I've listened to the last couple of podcasts. That must have gone over my head. That one. It's <laughs> the worst place I can get stuck. I can't. I want to give you an answer, but I can't say it because then you'll make me elaborate, and I won't be able to elaborate. No, go on, go on. Yeah, We're all about yeah, the content here. You know, being a lift with Sean O'Driscoll and Martin O'Connor. Do you know those people? Uh, no. I, I recognise the name Sean. Wasn't I recognise the name. Wasn't manager at one point, Sean O'Driscoll? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And you yeah. must know Martin O'Connor, played for Blues and Warsaw. Was he a centre-back? Uh, central midfielder. Central midfield, Martin O'Connor. That doesn't ring any bells, but the manager does. Are they just very Martin dull? O'Connor. Google Martin O'Connor, you'll recognise him straight away. I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. No, they're, not, they're not dull, they're just... <laughs> What Don't concern say? myself with uh, blues players, you see. Uh, yeah, Rob's a Villa fan, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> I don't recognise him. Oh, my God. Do you know, I'm surprised at that. He's quite a big, like, well-known Bloody, yeah. footballing figure in the West Midlands. Okay. He's got a, oh, he's, he's played got for got Blues face, and Warsaw. Okay. Well, why are those two people? Face. I am going to ask you to elaborate. You are No, right. I can't really. Sean O'Driscoll I did not get on with. I did not oh, get really? on with. Oh, really? Was that from your time at Warsaw, I assume? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, okay. He was. I did not get on with him, and then Martin O'Connor didn't get on with him either. If I'm being honest, <laughs> so you just chose <laughs> two people that you've sent them to interview. Story. I don't know if I should tell this story, but come on, come on, we can do it. It's an exclusive. If it, if you think it sounds terrible, we can cut it out. Martin O'Connor got the interim job at Walsall Manager. Yeah, he basically accused me. They were they were rubbish. Like they were going down. He didn't improve yeah, yeah. at all. And um. Yeah, he basically accused me, pitch side at a game at uh, Wickham, of leaking the team to the opposition. I mean, it just wasn't true. I was like, what are you going on about, mate? Like, the reason why we've lost today is because you gave them our team. I was like, oh, wow. What, what are you going on about, mate? I, I didn't know the team. <laughs> Bizarre bloke. Bizarre. Wow. This, well, this I can definitely coach. see why you don't want to be caught in a lift with them then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you probably wouldn't get out of the lift. lift. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we've had a quite a few. Have they said Villa Park and, and things like that? <laughs> yeah, and, um... oh, Molyneux. Molyneux was my answer. Yeah, Molyneux. Yeah, you the thing is, that would have been. The thing about you, Joe, is you're, you're not an Albion fan by like growing up or anything. You've just grew into it because of the role. But yet, you still hate Wolves as much as a West Brom fan. <laughs> hate them, yeah, hate them. Absolute <laughs> detest them. Yeah. Great, um, and the final, I call them. <laughs> The final question that we've got for you, Joe, and um, you probably know what the question's going to be if you've listened to the few previous episodes, and it's it's a controversial question. Um, we had Pepsi or Coke in the last uh, last season, um, but this season we've we've gone still for the liquid form, um, and it's it's a hot topic. Um, what colour cap of milk do you use? Right, so I'm very very passionate about this. Okay. Very, very okay. passionate. I think it's I'm a aboard. great question. I think it's a great question, and the reason why I'm very passionate about it is because. As I've mentioned, I've got two little kids. I've got a yeah. one-year-old and a four-year-old. So when you basically when you're one, you might you have to buy full-fat milk. You have to yeah. give them blue milk. 
Yeah. So we always buy a big tub of blue milk and a mm. big big tub. Is it? It's not a tub, is it? A carton. <laughs> carton. <laughs> a carton. And a carton of green milk because that's what I drink. Green milk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Green milk's the best. Yeah. But we get through the green milk quicker than the blue milk because, like, I put it on my cereal and I put it in my tea and coffee. Yeah. yeah. So then I go to the fridge and we've only got blue milk. Okay. And every time I'm like. It can't be that bad. Just just have blue milk on your cereal. Just have blue milk. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. How different can it actually be? It's only one milk level up. Isn't <laughs> yeah. It? yeah. Every yeah. time I regret it, it's disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Can't you make a transition to, to green now for, for your children as well? Are they able to make that transition yet? Yeah, so my daughter's on green milk, but I think when you're one, you're supposed to have blue milk. Oh, so okay. So one. You're still one. So yeah, okay. soon it'll be green milk all round. Happy days. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the minute, oh, it's horrible stuff. Horrible. It's almost I'm, like you can you can taste the fat in it, isn't it? Or you, it, there's something in it you can taste. Whatever yeah. the, the difference is, yeah. It's, it's so thick. It's just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm a fan of a, a gold cap. If you've ever heard of that, Joe. Yeah, I've, I've um, gold this. cap. It's a brilliant milk, Bob. Best of both. <laughs> I can't recommend it more. I'll tell you the backstory just for you, Joe. Basically, when I was in primary school, they give you these cartons of milk, the little ones with the straw in. Anyway, I took one home one day, and it was, what was in the carton was oh, actually, God. or what tasted like frozen cheese, um, yeah, and put me off bad. milk for a very, very long time. And I re- that was the only time when I found Bob that I settled on a milk that I like. I refused to have any other milk. What made you try uh, Bob, though? Why did that, why did that bring you back? <laughs> It's a great question, and I'm, no one's ever really jumped into into depth See, that, with this, this is why he's so a journalist. This is, this is why he's a journalist. He's getting the details. This is why he's a journalist. Um, That's a hard so, question, isn't it? It is a hard yeah, question, yeah. Um, and it's a simple answer, actually. <laughs> uh, my parents went shopping one day, and um, all of a sudden it was in the fridge. I thought, I wasn't drinking milk like on my cereal. I don't drink milk anyway, but it wasn't on my cereal or my drinks, whatever. So I saw this milk, and I thought, I'm going to have to bite the bullet here. I can't go milkless for the rest of my life. And had it no. on my cereal, and I thought, this was all right, you know. I'll try it, and you just grow into it. Jobs are good, and <laughs> I'm pleased for you, mate. I'm genuinely Thank you, for you. thank you. Yeah. I'm glad someone's on board with me with the milk because it is. It, it, it's just a massive part of life, isn't it? For being honest, I'm pleased for you. You went too long. <laughs> there you go. I'm really pleased. Anyway, we'll wrap up milk. <laughs> you've, uh, you, okay. you've, you've heard it here first. Carol likes Bob's milk. Bob's That's, milk. Um, yeah. He That'll likes Bob's me. milk. Yeah. Anyway, uh, off air, Joe. Um, we know you're a little bit. A little bit, not nervous, but a little bit apprehensive oh, about only, the, the, the segment to come. However, however, we've got the high press quiz now. So, Joe, I'm going to ask you to choose a colour. Normally there's four colours, but because we've absolutely rinsed the blue mm. category, I'm not going to give you blue as a colour. Um, so I want you to choose a, a colour between red, yellow or blue. And depending on the colour that you choose or depending on the category of an- uh, question that you will answer. Red, yellow or green? Sorry. Red, red, green, yeah. red, yellow, or green. Oof. Those are the colours that you've got yeah. available. Yeah. Green. Green. <laughs> okay. Now, I nice. think Joe's done his research here and found out what green is because Joe is quite the fan of international football, particularly England. Oh, no. Um, and, this, <laughs> and this category is world stage. <laughs> I didn't want that. <laughs> the other two ones were uh, football throwbacks, a football from history, and Premier League. Uh, this is a very tough category, I will warn you. That's just what I needed because 
zero incoming. Come on then. <laughs> no, uh, we're going to change things up a little bit this week because um, oh, yes. Joe Chapman was was running his mouth a little bit, we could say, and he wanted yeah. Rob to go first rather than Joe, just mm, to put the pressure yeah. on Joe a little bit more. So, Rob, for the first time in high press history, you are going to go yeah. first with your yes, five thank questions. You. Okay. Right. Number one, Cristiano Ronaldo scored a free kick in the 88th minute to complete his hat-trick against which country in the 2018 FIFA World Cup? Spain. Spain. Correct. One out of one. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's nervous already. Okay. He's gone. Okay. He's gone. <laughs> okay. Rob, question yeah. two. Who lobbed yeah. David Seaman in the 2002 FIFA Ronaldinho. World Cup? Yeah. No, I think... Yeah, so, <laughs> no, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Question three. These are completely random, Joe. Question three. At which stage of the 2014 FIFA World Cup were England knocked out? Uh, semi-final. Incorrect. It was the group stage. Was that was that Iceland or that was that before Iceland? Uh, no, it was before, wasn't it? No, that it? was before. No, Iceland, Iceland was, was Euros, 2016 in the Euros. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Iceland that was like a round, didn't they? Yeah. 2014 the in the group stage. 2014 group stage, yeah. Was that when we had Italy in our group, maybe? It's when... Um, <clears throat> was, it U- Uruguay, was it Uruguay, Italy and... I think it was. Yeah, it's definitely wow. Uruguay. Mm. Yeah, oh, I was thinking the last of, uh, game against someone rubbish, but I can't remember who it was. I was thinking of... Was it Costa Rica? That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Oh, well, I know all them, but I can't <laughs> tell you where we finished. <clears throat> okay, question four right. where was the 2002 FIFA World Cup hosted uh, this was South Korea and Japan hang on three out of four and your last question great question who won the golden ball at the 2010 World Cup as best player I can't believe the answer that I'm seeing on my, my thing yeah Right, so that was twenty. There's a South African uh, tournament, I think. Yeah, so Spain won it. Now you've, I don't know why you've said, oh, you can't believe your eyes, because I was going to say like Iniesta, because they won it. But no, it could be because I was referring to the fact that I wasn't expecting this player to get best player. Make of that what you you. I'm, I'm talking too much. You. I'm talking too much. You have to push you. Okay, I'm going to be annoyed if it's Iniesta. Let's say because you were surprised, Wesley Snyder. That's not a bad show. Uh, Diego Forlan was the correct answer. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. No. Rings a bell, but. <clears throat> wow. So, congratulations. Uh, Rob, that was the three round, out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to just we go into the questions now? Should There's no way I'm going to be here. Yeah. I just want to explain okay. that since I've had kids, my general football knowledge has absolutely plummeted. So, that. <laughs> Okay. Ask me questions about West Brom the last two years, Walsall the last three <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. I'm all good, but the rest, I'm in trouble. So Who is Joe's favourite right back? <laughs> yeah. Where do right. West Brom play? <laughs> Question In one. the Championship. <laughs> ah. Sorry. Sorry. Just Go a on. bit of Villa fan. Right. Question yeah, one. Yeah. In the Premier League. Who is the only goalkeeper to have ever won the Golden Ball Award? Ooh. Oh no! <laughs> K- 
Can can I have an answer at this uh, before you? Uh, say if the, if uh... Joe doesn't get it, yeah, well, you won't get yeah. a point for it. But I'll let you no, have no, a guess no, if he doesn't no. get it. Okay, so I've got three three things running through my head. There's probably none of them. I will t- tell you what. To, to make you feel at ease, give me Buffon. give me a three, and I'll I'll Khan, tell you if one of them is correct. Okay, Khan, Buffon, Donnarumma. Okay, one of those is correct. Oh, well, it's not Golden my guess. Ball. I was going to say Lev Yashin. <laughs> Not a bad shit. Done a rumour. Is that your final answer? Yes. Incorrect. Oh. Oliver Kahn. <sighs> oh. Kahn was my first thought, but I thought... Did... Never mind. Question two. Yeah. As of January 2020, who was the youngest player to have played for England? God. As of January 2020. What I will say is, um, just to avoid confusion, obviously Jude Bellingham is out the question here. Oh, that's Um, my answer, Jude Bellingham. No, it's just as of January 2020. So the youngest player to play for England. Correct. There we go. On the board. Nice. On the board. Question three. (laughs) Sorry, Joe. Question three. As of January 2020... Which nation had won the most Copper America titles? It's got to be 50-50, hasn't it? Between? Brazil and Argentina. Okay. It's not, is it? I, I, can't, I couldn't possibly like Brazil, 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 Brazil. Incorrect. It was neither of those teams. It was Uruguay. Uruguay, yes. In the, a bit, in the 30s and all that, wasn't it? When they were winning everything. One out of three. So, Joe, the best you can get now is a draw. Okay. I'm not shocked, but come on. (laughs) Question four. This is is quite good, actually, in relation to the last question. Which nation won the 2019 Copper America title? So, I I know it was someone obscure, like... Right, think, think, think. It was that good players... A batch of good players. It's not some like, is it Chile? Is that your final answer? No. <laughs> He's read my face there. He's read my face. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, somewhere. Come on, this is in there somewhere. <laughs> he got all these questions at the Bloody Euros in the World Cup, didn't they? Why have I got to get a sample? <laughs> it's a bang out of order. Um, <clears throat> Colombia are all right, aren't they? They're a pretty good team. Is it Colombia? Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yeah. I was, I was just saying. I was just saying. <laughs> you are going to kick yourself. It was Brazil. Oh, for God's sake. Oh. <laughs> one out of four. Now, Joe, yeah. if you don't get this one right, I don't think we've got any hope. No pressure, like. Um, oh, question yeah. five. <laughs> Who was England's first choice goalkeeper during the 2006 FIFA World Cup? Oh, God. If I, I think I've put too much pressure on there because that is quite a difficult question. Oh, what, what, that was bef- what World Cup was that? 2006 was... No. Paul Robinson? Correct. Bang yes. on. Paul Robinson, what World Cup was that? <clears throat> Wasn't it? 2006. I remember the shirt. Like Rooney, Ger- that Germany. Was first. Germany. 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 Yeah. Germany, yeah. Absolutely right. Joe, two out of five. 
I'm saying two and a half out of five. I think Oliver Kahn deserves. I got. I was really close. <laughs> it was two and three quarters, isn't it? I'll, really? I'll give him that. I give him two Thanks, and a half. Two and a half out of two. five. Um, Makes it close. I mean, <laughs> how do you feel about that, Joe? First and foremost, massively, massively relieved. <laughs> honestly, honestly, thought <laughs> I was going to get none. I'm well happy with two and a half. I'd have taken two and a half before we started. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. Well, unfortunately, I have to be the bearer of bad news in the fact that you've lost to both Joe Chapman and Luke Hatfield in the quiz. Oh, um, that's bad news. Um, but we don't need to tell them, so that's all right, unless you do. Um, yeah, so we'll now right. move on. <laughs> we'll now move on to the part of the podcast, Joe, where we've got a few questions for you. Um, so for those people who, are, uh, who don't know who you are, do you want to explain a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> my name's Joe Massey. And I am very fortunate to be the West Bromwich Albion reporter for the Express and Star newspaper. Um, yeah, to cover them home and away. Um, and absolutely love every second of it. I feel very, very fortunate to be able to do the job. Brilliant. Excellent. One, one thing I will say before we do start the questions is, um, obviously, Matt Wilson was the, the person in the hot seat before, before you stepped in. And I was gutted when Matt left because Matt was... <laughs> Matt was brilliant, like, and I thought, oh, flipping it, we're getting like a Warsaw report. Bearing in mind, I'd never even <gasps> seen you before. So I was like, getting a Warsaw report here, like <laughs> budget cuts and all that anyway. And, and then obviously you've come in and, mate, you've, you've took it up with no disrespect to Matt at all. You've took it up like another few levels. So fair play, mate. You and Luke do a smashing job on all the mm. stuff you do. So thank you for, for providing great content, really. Oh, that's very, very kind of you to say, mate. Yeah, Matt Wilson, absolute top lad. Yeah, um, yeah I think he's an absolute smashing job. Yeah, I mean, we're different. We do it different ways. But um, mm. yeah, I always said, as long as I was on par, if I could be on par with him, I'd be very, very happy because he did do a smashing job. He's yeah, a good mate absolutely. of mine, still speak to him, check in with him now and again. He's a top, top, lad, top lad. Yeah, really good. I suppose you would have worked with him when <laughs> you was covering Warsaw and he was obviously covering West Brom at the time. Exactly right, mate. Yeah, I used to sit next to him every day. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, good, it's good times, yeah. He's well, did you point at him time. and go, I'm taking your job? <laughs> 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 I, I only got it because he left and he went on his own accord. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have done that to him. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, so we'll, we'll get straight into the questions then, Joe. So um, coming back straight to the beginning. So um, talk to us about... Um, maybe a particular moment or a, a season in your life whereby um, it is your understanding that you fell in love with football? Um, so I actually think, genuinely, I think Euro 96 changed my life. Mm. Um, mm. And that big is statement. Because, big statement. But um, <clears throat> so I was always into football. Like I played, I played it at school and stuff. And like as you do, lunchtimes, whatever, play for like a little team or whatever. And then... Like Euro 96 happened and it was amazing. Like it was, I was 11, I was, I was 10 years old. I would have been 11 sort of about in the August and it would have been in June, wouldn't it? June, July. Mm. Mm. And um, yeah, like obviously we were class in that tournament. We played brilliant football. Never forget the game against Holland where we absolutely smashed them. Shearing and Sharon just ran riot. And I was watching these games and in my head, we were just, I don't know why, but I never had any expectations for us. Like I just thought Holland would smash us. I thought Spain would knock us out. I didn't think we'd go anywhere. Yeah. Um, obviously, we just kept going and kept going. Obviously, the Scotland game, Gaza's brilliant goal, David Seaman save, a little bit of help from Yuri Geller, all that stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I loved it. I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and it, like, really, like, took my interest to another level. But then, <clears throat> so I lived on, like, this 
hill. I lived on a hill, like just a normal like street, but it was on it was quite a steep hill. Mm. And at the top of the hill was a lad about my age, and at the bottom of the hill was a lad my age. And basically, after Euro '96, because we just loved football, we'd fallen in love with football. We became like mates, yeah. and we would go and literally play football all day long, every day. So we were, like even like got to the stage where like our, our mums synced our like meals. So we'd wow. wake up, we'd have breakfast, we'd go and play football, <laughs> we'd go home, we'd have lunch at our respective houses, go back and play football, then go and have dinner, and then go back and play football. That was like a summer. <laughs> wow, wow. It was just, and they, those two lads, like we were like 11, 12 years old, um, but they're my best mates in the world. Like they're my best mates in the world. And like, we've completely grown up together. That was my whole like teenage wow. years was basically playing like World Cup singles with those park. Um, yeah. And now they're just like, yeah, they're just like, my best mate so we've like speak mm. every day sort of thing so if it weren't for your 96 i don't know where i'd be it's like compl- honestly it genuinely changed everything wow. for me it's absolutely wow. okay that is incredible and also the fact as well that you those are still your close friends yeah, or best yeah, friends yeah. like not many um friendships that you have at that age continue out for life so that is that is quite special isn't it that's what I love about it. The fact we can talk about things that happened when we were like 13 and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we were there when I was there when my mate had his first kiss. Do you know, it's just stupid things like that. It's just, <laughs> we can't get no. away from each other. And then like, obviously then we've grown up and got married, our kids and stuff. And So yeah, it's just yeah. like, I think real fortunate to have those friends. Um, yeah. And it probably did brought come together by off. football as well. <laughs> brought together by football. Yeah. Brought yeah, together by, yeah. Probably by your 96, to be honest. Wow. Wow. That is incredible. My time. Brilliant. So, um, Joe, obviously, you spoke about your love for football there. So, um, talk to us about how that maybe translated into... Well, first of all, talk to us about your early career in school and maybe any links that that possibly had to you, obviously, later becoming a journalist. Um, I was just really lucky, really, in a sense that I just always, always knew I wanted to be a journalist. Um, Wow. Just basically from, like, the age I was, like, 12 or something, I was was ridiculous, ridiculously young. Um, Mm. I got a weird feeling it might be because of the new adventures of Superman. Did you ever watch that? Was, okay. like, no. I think I was just so impressed with Superman and thought it looked so cool that I was like, that'll yeah. be for me. I love that job. Yeah. Um, and then I was just like, because I knew it, I just, I don't know why, but like, I'm not, the truth is, like, I'm, I've been at, I've basically been at the Express and Star for 14 years now. So I've like oh. worked my way up and been promoted and stuff. So in terms of the Express and Star, I've done well. But like, mm. the truth is, I'm a dreadful employee. Dreadful. Like, I mean, my record before the Express and Stars atrocious. <laughs> Absolutely atrocious. Please talk to us about this record because oh, I'm man, very I got, intrigued. I got fired from so many jobs for multiple reasons. Wow, um, that shocks me. Because I know uh, you're a very ban- you know you're a very banterous person. Um, obviously, that comes across in a lot of the content that you do. Uh, but I didn't think it would ever cross the line to you being fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for being like. Just for being rubbish at them, like oh, okay, um, and just having like I'm sort of like I'm, I'm like what how do you say it? Like um, I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm either like I'm really passionate about something. Like, there's no half measures in me. I'm either like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're either in or, or you're out, or I'm in, or I'm out. And then like yeah. working in like shops or like, like when I was growing up and stuff, I just didn't. I just wasn't into it. I just didn't. Mm, I just yeah, didn't care. Yeah. Like I just was like so I didn't. Um, I just didn't, and then people used to just basically fire me for being absolutely useless or, or talking too much. They used to like, mm. got fired from one job for talking too much. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it was a job in a job in the library. That was. 
yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, so yeah, just lucky, really. Just knew I wanted to do it. So then, like, just basically like tailored my education really to meet that goal. If you know what I mean. Like, I went mm. did my GCSEs, I did my A levels, media studies, blah blah blah. Went to uni, did a degree in journalism at a time when it was quite a new thing, really, to have journalism degrees. There's quite a lot yeah. of them around the country, but um, I mean, it was a complete waste of time. It was absolutely rubbish. I learned nothing, but um, <laughs> eventually, it took me like a year to get a job. <clears throat> that was more like my big gripe, really, with uni. It was like it didn't really prepare me for the real world. It was yes. like, yeah, I'm like, really there. Um, I sort of like. <laughs> I genuinely yeah. walked out of uni thinking on my last day and just expected like the editor of the Guardian to be there. And be yes. Like, you, like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. Like, they never said to me, like, oh, you do realize there's like 300 kids in this lecture hall and oh, there's also 300 kids in Sunderland and yes, 300 true. in London and 300 yeah. in Brighton doing exactly the same thing. And you're all going to just merge into one bubble of like recruitment. It just never dawned on me. It never dawned on yeah, me at yeah. all. So, uh, but yeah, so. Did the degree, it was a waste of time. But I got, <laughs> it took me a year to get a job basically because I needed to gain as much experience as possible. Because if you're going to go for a journalism interview, you basically need a portfolio. Yeah. Um, mm. Like you need a body of work where you can show what you do. And I didn't really leave uni with one, to be honest. Um, so I had a couple of interviews early on, didn't get anywhere. Basically, I was like, I was like, at the start, I was like the idiot that turned up without a portfolio. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you, if you, Whoever did turn up with one was already like one step ahead of me, weren't they? So yeah, yeah. Got a job in a bookies um, just because it was sport. Um, I did enjoy that. I didn't get sacked from that actually. I actually got that to, <laughs> to come out. I think that might be the only job by this one. I've been sacked. Um, and then yeah, just applied for stuff, applied for stuff, and then got the job. Got a job as like a trainee reporter on the Express and Star. Um, where I spent like they were really good. They were really, really good at the beginning. So they basically didn't. I, I literally thought my first day I'd walk into the newsroom, they'd give me my computer and they'd say, write a story. Yeah. And they didn't. They put me in a classroom for five months with nine other, eight other wow, like, people okay. in the, And we literally spent five months in the classroom going over loads of stuff, writing stories, sitting exams, doing shorthand. It's really good. And then, yeah, I was like really fortunate, really. So I went, so then because so I said I worked for the Express and Star, but it's a news group. It's called the Midland News Association. They own like lo- the Shropshire Star, the loads, loads of weeklies. Yeah. Mm. And they can basically pick me up and put me wherever they want. So they picked me up and they put me in a town called Market Drayton. Um, okay. Which is like North Shropshire. And I got a job on a week. I was on their weekly newspaper. Mm. Um, did that for a couple of years and then got moved on to the Daily, which was the Shropshire Star. Um, and did that for a couple of years. And then... Like in my heart, I always wanted to, I always say, I sort of say this to people who ask me, oh, I really want to be a sports journalist and stuff like that. My my dream was always to be, my my end goal was kind of always to be a sports journalist, but my dream was to be a journalist. Like I really, really wanted to be a journalist. Sport would have been amazing. And if if all my Christmases come at once, then yeah, I'll be a sports journalist. But my dream was to be a journalist. Um. So then, like, as I got, as I was in the door and I was progressing and stuff, then eventually um, I got on the sports desk, did Shrewsbury for a year, um, which was amazing because they went up. Um, it was a yeah. really good year. 
And then I did Walsall um, for, a, well, I did it for Walsall for four years, but the first year was amazing because we had Dean Smith, who um, is just the nicest guy in the world. He's just mm. a ridiculously good human being. Um, yeah. He's just he was just amazing, and he left. He left me. He left in the I think it was in the January. I can't remember, but he left um, for Brentford. Then we had Sean O'Driscoll. Uh, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> um, and then John Whitney, and then yeah, it was amazing. Loves Walsall. Just loved covering. Like I think I had a bond with Shrewsbury. I enjoyed it, but not like Walsall. Like I had a real like I loved covering Walsall. Mm. And then then like. Yeah, sort of went went a bit sour. It went sour, sort of the Martin O'Connor thing, and yeah, I just sort of fell out of love with them a little bit. I was sort of ready to, I was, I felt ready to move on, and then yeah, just by chance at a similar time, well, the Wolves job came up, but there was no way in a million years I was doing that. <laughs> I, then, I would pay good money to see you in that role for a week. Um, and then yeah, then Alvin came up, so I took that job. And then yeah, just I've absolutely like loved it ever since. Absolutely love it. Brilliant. It's um it's a bit a bit of a different question for you. You say that uh, you know, sometimes you know, you want to do journalism and then get into sports journalism. Do you think it's possible to be a sports journalist without and, and then particularly like a football journalist without a real uh, interest in sport? Do you think you could that would be possible? Because you, you could still be the journalist, but it's probably possible. Yeah. It, yeah. So I don't. I, I don't think a lot of people realise what a journalist does. And I, uh, so, and and because of that, I think it's more possible than people will realise. Probably from your question. Because... That's, that's what I mean. Because at the end of the day, you know, if, even if you just look at it as like an event that you're reporting, you, you know, you can almost take the interest out of it. Just I'm going to report on this sports event. And that's it's, uh, it. Bang on! I, 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 I completely agree with you. So, like, it, when I started, and when I got my Shrewsbury job, there was no way in a million years anyone would get on the sports desk. I did seven years on news, and mm. there's no way anyone would get on the sports desk really without at least three or four years of news experience behind them. Yeah. And I always say the reason for that is because. The point of journalism is to be able to, in basically 400 words or whatever space you've got, is to be able to tell the story of that event. Mm. So I would, yeah, and yeah. In, in a clear and concise way, so that when the reader gets to the bottom of the story, they haven't got any questions. Okay. So I always say yeah. to people, if I sent you to a football match and said, can you write 400 words on that? I bet everyone could do it, really, because they love football. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if I said to you, can you go to that planning meeting and write 400 words about that wind farm application that's being built in a village on the north outskirts of Shropshire. Yeah. Could you decipher all the jargon and come up with a story based on that meeting that gets the most important points of that day and explains it in a way to me and you who know absolutely nothing about wind farms? Mm. And like, could you do that? And could you <clears throat> go to court tomorrow and report on... I don't know, a murder trial, whatever it is, and not get yourself sued for defamation. Or And people don't... I think people think, oh, it's great, you get to go to the football and you just get to write about yeah. it. Yeah, But, like, that, that, like, isn't it. And I can say hand on heart that sport is a million times easier than news because I yeah. was a news reporter. Like, I was, <clears throat> um, did it for so long. 
So like if you're an editor of a paper, if you've got like two and you're hiring for a sports job, if you've got someone who's, you've got a good news reporter in front of you, or you've got someone who's like fresh out of uni, say, you're always going to give the job to the good news reporter because if they're a good news reporter, they're going to be a good sports reporter because it's... Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Isn't it? like, how hard can it possibly be? Like, it's, it's fun. Yeah. You made yeah, a good yeah, point I think just you probably about. Could. Like, if you've got those skills, you could do it. Yeah. <clears throat> you made a good point just about um, how difficult it, like, in, in comparison to sport and to news. One of the big differences I immediately thought of is with news, you have to be factual and that is it. With sports, you can, mm. you can allow room for opinion to come across, can't you? Uh, because sport is, is ultimately, it's an opinion, isn't it? Which automatically makes reporting on it a little bit easier i guess yeah, yeah i mean i think like in news you can still have like comment and analysis say on like like politics yeah, and stuff you could still like do that but yeah news is more mm. like factual i think people get confused with like i can close my twitter account tomorrow twitter's Please not don't. my job that don't. That. <laughs> <laughs> but i don't have to do it like it's literally like nothing yeah. to do with my job my job is to write stories for the paper yeah so, like in the stories I feel like I am factual and I am pretty... I would, don't get me wrong, I'll write a comment piece and say, Gouch and Lie, I think you're a rubbish <clears> owner. Yeah. But yeah. in the in like my reports and stuff, I think they're factual. But on yeah, Twitter, yeah. because it's not actually my like work, I can do what I want, really. I can say what I want and it's absolutely it's fine. But yeah, it's like... I've, I think people don't get that. Yeah, I've, I have two hats. Like when I'm on Twitter, I'm just being me. Yeah, when I'm yeah. writing, I'm not writing. I'm writing for the paper, and that's and that's. Yeah, there is a difference. Like I am a lot more. I like to think more balanced and more professional with the paper than mm. I am on Twitter. What and another another difference as well. Just picking up on this, do you think there's a bit of a difference in people being familiar and almost you know having a bit of banter or whatever, being being familiar with the sports reporters, but you don't seem to get that and say like the news. Rep- reports you know or, or the news you know just the standard like journalism like factual news you know it's not like oh you know jim smith's written about that that wind farm you know i'm gonna have a bit of a chat to him but then you know it's it's like joe massey's written on the his opinion on uh, you know furlong or or livermore or whatever and it's it does seem it's a bit more like personable because it's yeah. sport and you, you can <clears throat> you can have a bit of bit of you know backwards and forwards between a, a sports journalist in that sense rather than a news journalist people just love their club don't they no one loves anything yeah. like they love the football club and, and it's like it's, yeah. that love never ends does it so like so like the wind farm that that might be a, a tribunal that goes on for three weeks and i might be there for three weeks and i might be writing stories every day about it for three weeks but when it ends it ends no one loves the yeah. wind yeah. farm tribunal they might care they might be like this yeah. is so important we can't have that <laughs> yeah. wind farm there but when it's over it's over isn't it but yeah, yeah like, true, true. When you've got your football club, people just, and people just hoover up knowledge, don't they, for the football yeah, club? They just yeah. want to know absolutely everything they possibly can. So, and, yeah, it's and it just different, yeah. And it just goes on. It goes on forever. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's never football never stop. stops, does it? Yeah, never stops. Yeah, I love it. Brilliant. Wow. Um, yeah. So I mean, <clears> again, <throat> we'll, we'll move on to the next question. Again, about differences. Um, so obviously you said about uh, Warsaw uh, moving on to West Brom as well um, are there any differences you've noticed from from reporting on both clubs um, you know particularly about the, the size or the even the subject of the some of the reports sometimes or the the reception you get 
football and is there any differences in that sense well, I think it's like a massively different job there's, there's people who don't think so but for me personally I think it's like a really different job um, for st- the access I get when you cover a club in League 1 League 2 you're basically the only reporter so mm. the starters like so for Walsall when I started on Walsall there was a Walsall advertiser um, which a chap called Michael Beardmore he's like a local journalist covered Walsall for years he covered them for them they were weekly but then but he, he, was, he worked for a weekly paper. So I was the only journalist putting out two stories a day on Walsall. So if you went on, like, do you go on News Now? Do you know what News Now is? Yeah, I've used Oh, yeah. Thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you go on there, then it's literally me. It's literally me. Like, I don't have to worry about, John Percy's not going to get a transfer story over me. Do you know what I mean? Someone's not going to, like, Steve Madeley's not going to get some exclusive with Grady Dean Garner that I've been trying to get for six months. There's just no one. Like, it's just me. Mm. there's no one else doing it so I've literally got no pressure really and that it was like like so we're still paper first I won't bore you with all those details but so I write for the paper first like not the website even though mm. whereas like the Birmingham Mail for example they're all website 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 yeah. so like we'll go to a press conference today and Joe will be like I need two stories out today and I'll be like right great but I need two stories out tomorrow because I'm going for tomorrow's mm. paper I'd have to yeah. go with him then because he's he's obviously got them. Whereas with Walsall, I'm, I'm literally doing what I want. I can put the quotes in my back pocket and keep them forever. But that was probably a bit boring answer. But the big difference is that um, the players, the relationship you have with the players. Yeah. So, like, I don't speak to many Albion players very often. So I speak well. I speak to one after every game, but they're very much in. The moment of the game it's very much about the game and mm. they're still coming down from that game so it's very hard to sort of ask them about other things mm. whereas if Walsall for example I would literally sit with one every week and have a, like a cup of tea when, when I first met Dean Smith one of the first things he said to me was right I'm making you a cup of tea but we're on a rotor that means you're making the tea next week wow okay. and, and it was like <laughs> It was so informal and so it was just literally we were sat in a room drinking a cup of tea. I was asking them questions. Yeah. And like when I covered Walsall, like that scene, that first season, they were they should have gone up. They should have won the league because Dean Smith's, I'm just gonna Dean Smith's the best manager ever. And he they are players in the team that are on 250 quid <laughs> a week. Like he is, he's the yeah. best, he's the best, he's the best. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> They have players on 250 quid a week and they have players on 500 quid a week. I think their top earner was on like £1,200 a week. Wow. So like, you think like, think it, like, I, like, I don't own £1,200 a week, but like it's not it's not a million miles away. It's in the same stratosphere. Mm. It's not 50 grand a week. It's not 20 yeah. grand a week. It's not 30 grand mm. a week. It's like, I've I got mates that earn like that. Like, they're, mm. like they've done well and they've, work for banks I don't understand what they actually do but they they earn a lot of money <laughs> yeah so they're much they, I used to say the only difference between Walsall players and me was that they were better at football than me like mm. other than that yeah, yeah. like we were very very similar people really like we were just they just got to play football or like I just wrote about it and they would like they would they would dm me all the time they would they would they took what I wrote very personally so, like, if I was writing my player ratings, they would, if I gave someone oh, really? a poor rating, they would message me and be like, wow. mate, like, what, that's bang out of order. Or, yeah. or yeah. like, 
Like, I love the fact you're giving me a nine. And I sat on the <laughs> other end. Like, they, I was literally the only, like, I was the only reporter in town, really. Um, mm. And they're just normal lads. Like, it's like, it's, it's like, so on most of them on very normal salaries. Like, one, literally one of them was playing every week and he was on 250 quid a week. I mean, he wasn't even on the minimum wage. It was like absolutely wow. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was from the youth team and he just, and that was just the way it went. Like, mm. so it was really like good because you were close to them. You were yeah. still detached, but I was I was close to them and like they would message me, we would talk. Um and yeah, it was just that was nice. And then yeah, you get to Albion and then that's it's, <laughs> everything's much more like separate. Mm. And part of me thinks like, oh, do you know what? If I give Kieran Gibbs a three, <laughs> he's getting 50 grand a week. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. He's not gonna care, is he? Kieran Gibbs doesn't care what I write, does he? Let's be honest. Um, Jake Livermore, I mean, I, I absolutely love Jake Livermore, but he doesn't care what I write, does he? Let's be honest, he couldn't care less. Um, whereas, like, I remember, like, one of my first days at Walsall, literally one of my first days, like, it was, it was pre-season, and I watched pre-season, and I did, like, a report on what they had done on pre-season, and they did, like, a run, a long, long, long run, however they run for, Tony Pulis-style run. And I wrote that Adam Chambers won it. Do you remember Adam Chambers, former Wolves? Yeah, former West Brom player, yeah. yeah, midfielder, yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't. A guy called Sam Manton won it. He was also yeah, also Albion Academy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I wrote that Adam Chambers did, because from where I was, it looked like Adam Chambers crossed the line first, and that was mm. that. Was that. Um, next time I went to the training ground, Sam Manton straight over. Wow. I won that, I won that. Don't you worry, <laughs> I won that, I won that. And I was like, oh, right, so this is like... <laughs> We're like, you know, like you just—it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. like at, at Albion, it's like I don't get the. I, yeah. I genuinely think people think I've got a lot better access than I have at Albion, um, mm. but yeah, but at Walsall and at like lower league, League One, League Two, you get unreal access really because if you don't, <laughs> if they don't talk to you, then they're like, they're not getting any access, they're not getting any media coverage at all. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah of course. One question I've got for you, Joe, is, and it's not on our questions, I'm going to sneak this in. I think during a podcast, it might have been a, last season actually, you mentioned um, that one or two Albion players may or may not listen to the, either the podcast or um, read your stories, etc. Are you allowed to exclusive re- exclusively reveal who it was who was listening to your content or reading your content? Well, it was Charlie Austin. Wow! Oh. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Uh, oh, we're I not happening on. We're not happening on Friday night against QPR. Don't we? Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I wish it wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, so I can't. I can't tell my story really because there's actually not my story to tell. It. It was. It's, it's more to do with Joe Chapman than it was to do with me. Ah, uh, okay. Fair um, but let's just say he had a. He had a parting shot at me. Um, oh wow! as he was leaving the room, based on something that was said on the podcast, based on something that was nothing to do with me, but Luke Hatfield coming out of his stupid ideas. <laughs> he comes That's it, palming off on Luke. <laughs> no, it was all Luke's fault. Everything's Luke's fault, honestly. But, um, yeah, he, like, basically, um, wow. yeah, called me something that... It was inappropriate. Can't repeat. But, um, oh. it may, yeah, I mean, I think they... I don't know how many... I don't, like, 
I don't know who listens and who doesn't, to be honest. Like, um, yeah. yeah. Well, even if they but, do, they don't have to tell you that they listen to that. They're no, no, they wouldn't perfectly have to can on, listen no. in secret, mm-hmm. can't they? So. But I reckon it'll be more than, I reckon more do than don't. Really? Um, that's interesting. And the reason so, why I say that is because they are just human beings at the end of the day. That's yeah, the biggest yeah, thing I've yeah, learned about they football. Like, yeah. like, they are just human beings. It's like saying, like, do you like football? Yes. So do you listen to football podcasts? Yes, like yeah, it's as simple yeah. as that. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they might have fifty grand a week or whatever they are. I mean, obviously, I'll be not getting that in the, in the championship, but they still have to drive to work. Mm-hmm. And when they drive to work, they put on a podcast because um, yeah. that's what people do. That's what human yeah, beings yeah, do. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, um, yeah. So that's. Um, but I don't know. It, maybe they don't listen. I don't know. But for some people's sake, I hope, I hope they don't listen. For instance, like we know, Romain Sawyer gets a lot of stick, and he's, he's obviously not at the club anymore. Um, but he's had like a lot of stick. I know you're a big defender of his, but if he was to listen to, I mean, I'm sure he does. I mean, he's engaged with a few people on Twitter and and confronted them heads up about, you know, question marks about, you know, his playing style, et cetera, et cetera. Like, that must be absolutely horrible to to read and to and to listen to when people of a huge number, let's say, are, are you know, posting yeah. negative comments about you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Romain, is, he's a lovely, because like, <clears> I obviously covered... I watched Remain for Walsall. Walsall, yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously he went to Albion and he's just such a good he's a good person, does mm. loads of community work. His mum's a great person. Yeah. From what yeah. I read about I mean, I've never met her, but from what I read and stuff, and you just think how the lad deserves better stuff. for his just, club. He's an Albion fan. Yeah. yeah. Say, get off his well, back. Like, I mean I'd I always say it's it's like um, you know, the, the people who like to abuse the the players and things like that. And you know, for doing their job. I mean It'd be the equivalent of like doing your job, you know, you work in a factory or work in an office or work in a shop and having like 100 people a day come in and slag you off saying, oh, you, you know, you're shit at doing that, mate. Did you know? Oh, you know, I could do that better. You know, my nan could do that better. And you, you, you would just say, just get off my back. Do you know what I mean? Just mm. calm down for a minute. It's like, yeah, yeah. Would, you, would you want it the other way around? And you, no, you wouldn't. Nobody would. Um, I'm tempted. I've been tempted to do that. You know, there's one guy on Twitter. I don't. I don't. He doesn't. <laughs> I'm not against details, right? But what I was thinking, because he just absolutely <laughs> hammers me all the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What's your problem with me, mate? Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, he, he doesn't. He doesn't even follow me anymore. But like, every now and again, I just look at his Twitter feed, and it's all about me. And I'm like, this is just so odd. All right, you think mm. I'm crap at my job, but I don't know why you need to go on about it all the time. But I kind of like was thinking, should I ring his work? speak to someone there and be like find tell me something he's done wrong recently tell me something he's done wrong yeah when he abuses me i'm like but what about when you did this at work (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. oh my god yeah (laughs) maybe he he might turn out he's like a massive fan of yours really he's like some kind of like yeah he's got like a post over on his wall yeah 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 cuddles me at night on a bed or a dartboard have you ever seen Alan Partridge, the series. You know what? Everyone has, but I haven't. Oh, I was going to say, he, he's basically this TV host. He's got um, a bit of a crazy fan called Jed, uh, and he manages to go around to his house, and he, he takes him into this room, and it's literally the Alan Partridge room. Do you think <laughs> you might have a, a Joe Massey room where he's just got pictures <laughs> and posters the size of the wall and, like, a stuffed doll with a Joe Massey mask on? <laughs> I think he hates me. I wouldn't know how far he'd take it, but, well, yeah. <laughs> The like thing it. is, Twitter wow. can be an absolutely horrible place, but like 
The, the one thing that really annoys me is when... For, I don't think it happens too much to you, Joe. It might do, depending on the context of the tweet. But it, when someone puts at the bottom of the tweet, ratioed, what is that all about? Like, I, I just don't get it when people just... There's just so many people who don't deserve to be on the internet. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I've never seen that. So ratioed. so ratioed is basically when when someone puts a comment... Uh, so say, for instance, you put a tweet out saying... Um, goal West Brom, great team move, blah, blah, blah. And the next person below puts ratioed. What they're trying to do is obtain likes from the audience so that the like of their comment surpasses the likes of your post, if that makes sense. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's so immature <laughs> and it's so like teenager, 14, 15-year-old, stereotypically. Yeah. Um, but that well, is just a bad example of Twitter. We're going to do it on your post from now on. We're going to get... <laughs> Hey, you can have the likes. I couldn't care less. <laughs> like I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm on Twitter because I feel like I have to be. I don't get people who are desperate for likes. Why is no, it desperate I don't for get likes? It. It's very different. Very strange. Um, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we briefly spoke about obviously Matt Wilson was the, the West Brom correspondent prior to you, and he touched on it briefly before. But talk to us a little bit more in depth about how the opportunity came up for you to to step into the role of becoming the, the West Brom correspondent for the Express and Star. Um, so it's pretty straightforward, really. So, uh, to, you know, you're aware of the athletic, the news, yeah. sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. Steve, yeah, Steve Madeley, yeah. So, they basically went on like a massive recruitment drive where they basically recruited when they recruited, they really wanted people who already had Twitter followers who already followed that club. Mm. They wanted journalists that were like embedded into that club because they wanted you to be so they wanted, like the fan base. Yeah, so they want you yeah. to like that journalist. They think, oh, right, I want to follow his coverage, so I'm going to go, he's going to the athletic, so I'll pay whatever. It was 30 quid at the time, I think. Mm. So they went on a recruitment drive, and they took um, a lad called Tim Spears from us. He was yeah. the Wolves reporter. Wolves, yeah. And he went to the athletic. And, um, yeah, we advertised his job, Wolves correspondent. Um, and the, the calibre of applicants wasn't very good. I'm being honest, yeah. so well, it wouldn't be for a wolf's position, would it? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, True. I, I wasn't obviously couldn't, there's no way I was touching it. Um, <laughs> and then we had like loads of random, like, I always thought like it was like the dream job to be a football journalist. Like, I thought it was like mm. that's and the wolves were in Europe and stuff at the time. And you're like, wow, like, Expressing Stars, the what biggest regional daily in the country, like, this is a this is a good job, mm. but we were getting like florist supply and stuff. We were saying, like, <laughs> We know, like, and, and they were not many people with journalism experience. In the end, like, obviously there was some, so, um, but, but not very many. So they got, they did that recruitment thing. And then Matt Wilson literally handed in his notice about two weeks after Spears did. Oh, wow. Well, that must have been like, must have been a bit longer. It must have been like a month, maybe five, six weeks. And mm. I think we thought, my boss was just like, I was, I was going to go into my boss and say, I want the job. I want to be West Brom reporter. Um, but he didn't. He came to me and said, basically, we don't have to advertise this because we've just advertised. Um, we want you to do the job. Do you oh, want wow. it? And I was oh. like, yeah. I was like, it sounds really weird, but like when I like first joined the company, like when I was like 22, and I was like, I was genuinely, like I said earlier, I did just want to be a journalist. I did just always want to be a journalist. Like, if I was in news forever, I was in news forever. I'm happy with that. Mm. But I always wanted the West Brom job. 
like Steve Steve did it when I joined. He was in he was in the game. Yeah. And I, I sort of like it was always like my end game. I was like, if I could have any job in this company, I want to be West Brom reporter. Why West Brom? Because um, you've got no loyalties to them, have you? I don't know, I just like them. Like I just like I just think they're a classy club. I think they've got mm. loads of history. It's a stupid thing. Like I like the kit. Like <laughs> I think it's smart. Like I just think yes. it's smart. Um apart from that tool I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, I think the fans are like pretty great. Yeah. Um like sorry Rob, but like I mean I like I like Villa and I like Dean Smith, but I think there's less idiots for Albion than there are for Wolves and Villa, like by a long, long way. Like Wolves have got the most idiots, let's be honest. But then Villa, yeah, yeah, of course, Albion. of course. Just I don't know. I just I think the Hawthorns is beautiful. Like I just genuinely, genuinely love the Hawthorns. Just a traditional stadium, isn't it? Just what a yeah. football stadium should be. And oh, to be fair, Villa Park agree. is to a certain extent. Well, it is, isn't it? Villa Park is a, a traditional English football stadium. One one question I'll, I'll give you, TJ, is obviously you're an Ipswich fan, aren't you? So was you from that area or what was the what was the, the link to Ipswich? Yeah, originally, yeah. And then I moved to Swindon growing up. Um, but yeah, that's as simple as that. Yeah, and then I supported Ipswich. Um, and then now I say, like, it's, it's hard to... <laughs> yeah, a strange one. It's like, I, I think people... I always say I don't think people can understand this if they don't do my job, which I don't mean that to sound patronising in any way, mm. but... Because... But I don't go to any Ipswich games anymore because I'm always at Albion games. I haven't been to an Ipswich game for since before I started covering Shrewsbury because I was always at Shrewsbury games and I was always at Walsall games and I'm always yeah. at Albion games. And you like, it's just my personality. Like I can't help it. Like I am like all or nothing. So hmm. I, like throw myself in. So I've completely thrown myself into Albion. And I say in my job, like you start supporting people, not the badge. Hmm. So yeah, like, yeah. because you like build a relationship with them. Yeah. So like, yeah. like, like I love obviously like everyone probably knows like I absolutely loved Slaven. Like I thought he was absolutely coolest cat in town. <laughs> and just was desperate for him to succeed and stuff. And then like people like Jake Livermore, to be honest, Sam Johnston, mm. um, Connor Townsend. What a lovely lad Connor Townsend did. He's ridiculously nice. Yeah. Um Grady, like I want these people to succeed. Like I genuinely want mm. them to succeed. And people at the club, like media officers and yeah, yeah. other staff yeah, and things, like fit fitness coaches and analysts and really good people, like really good people. So you want them to you want them to succeed. So you want Albion to win for them almost. Mm. Um and that's how it's sort of so like Steve Madeley, because Steve Madeley's a Walsall fan, and he says he couldn't name a Walsall 11. And I'm getting very close to that stage of Ipswich. Like, I, yeah. I have, like, completely... Well, Ipswich have um, signed about 15 players this window, so... Well, exactly, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah, it's a joke, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Colin McKeem included. I'm, I feel like I'm an Albion fan now, which... We'll see how it goes in the future. Like, all I want is, if I leave this job... I don't think I can't go to a game at least every other weekend. Like, I need to go now. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, my daughter, she's got she's got the same kit as you, actually. She's got that West Brom kit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we say we're baggies and stuff. And we, I, we used to sing the Slavin Village song together. And I always used to say I'd take her to the Hawthorns and stuff. But she's got an auntie and uncle who are Villa fans. Ooh. Um, so, they want to take her to Villa Park. So, I'm hoping... Bit of a tug of war going on. Yeah, it's like a war, yeah. but I'm hoping that in 10 years' time, I'm still sat at the Hawthorns, just 
with my little girl and little boy now being kids. And they're not going, and I'm probably going no. to the once they're going to the villa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I was going to know. They'll go to the Hawthorns, they'll say, What's what's this shit? And, uh, <laughs> and then they'll be at Villa Park too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, on to a question we've asked a few of your colleagues as well. Uh, if you could change one aspect of being a sports journalist, what would it be and why? Um, I mean, if, if there's anything you would want to change at all. Um, if I could change anything. So, like, the hours aren't amazing, like, in terms of... So I think I've mentioned this on my podcast once or twice, but mm. so I go to a game, say it's a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. My first job is to write in the, on the whistle match report, which you write during the game. And then meet, then the job is to interview the manager and a the player. Then you put an immediate manager reaction piece on. So mm. it goes on the website. And then everyone thinks you're done. Like everyone thinks, oh, because you leave the ground and it's like, right, that's it, you're finished. Like, let's get the games done. You, you put your match report out, you put your manager piece on. But I've got to sort out Monday's paper because on Monday, we got a paper on Monday and no one wants to read a match report or what the manager said because he said it on Saturday. Everyone knows. You don't need to tell them it's 1-1 because everyone knows they were there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have to come home then and then um, I write 900 words analysis on the game, player ratings, about 500 word inside lead story and a back page lead story. Um, wow. Which if if it's a home game, I can normally finish about 1am, 12, 1am. Gosh, like if it's if it's an away game, like you're just too tired. Like if, if you've driven like the average away game is like two hours and it's like traveling. So mm. you've obviously done a two hour drive, you've driven two hours back, that's four hours. That's just it's just tough. Like if it's in the way game, you don't get that time of a back. So like it rolls into your Sunday. Um, so you know, I spend like a lot of time working to like twelve on a Sunday or whatever. And obviously, like when you've got two kids, like my little girl's just started school, so like mm. that's yeah, a big yeah. chunk of like a weekend. Really, I'm not I'm not there Saturday. Yeah. I'm gone. And then it's not even like I've got one full day because. She's going into the like, Sunday as well. Until 12, like, so, yeah, so it's like, yeah. that's the one thing I'd change. But that's probably an Express and Star thing more than a, a yeah. general sports thing. There's loads of people who don't do that, have to work, worry about a Monday's paper, they've got it easier. Um, yeah. Yeah, but other than that, I just say, like, I think it's, I don't want to go up. I mean, I'll, I'll be here. We'll be talking until, like, five in the morning if I carry <laughs> on like this. But like, <laughs> we'll I think it's a bit to. sad that newspapers have, like, died like yeah, I remember yeah. like this was really weird but like there's a big thing about getting the paper in the morning and being excited to look what was in there and yeah. on the back page yeah, and whatever, yeah. And I used to be like 14, 15 and I used to be like buzzing to walk to the shop and buy a paper and read all about mm. it and I can remember I was watching a game I can't remember what it was like it was just a game on ITV it was a Champions League game and in the game after the game, they were sat around doing their analysis or whatever, and they said, oh, we've got some breaking news. And did you used to watch Gazette of Football Italia? Or are you too young for that? No, not me. I've heard of it, yeah. Basically, you used to be on, a, on every Saturday on Channel 4 where you used to get a bloke called James Richardson who does the Totally Football show. Yeah. He used to sit there with big ice cream and loads of newspapers, and, and they show all the Italian <laughs> highlights, right? It's not a match of the day, but for football, Italian football. It was a big thing back in the day. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> And I was like obsessed with Pavel Nedved, 
who played for yeah, England. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they said Good on player. this football show, oh, breaking news, Man United have agreed a deal to sign Pavel Nedviet, right? And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I mean, it never happened in the end, but I was yeah. like, oh, I was so excited. So it was like 10 o'clock at night. I was like, all the papers will have that tomorrow. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to walk down to the shop. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to read all about Pavel Nedved signing for Money United, buzzing. <laughs> and then now it's like... It's too easy. Like, if I want an easy. Albion, I don't even have to look for Albion news because I have my tweet notifications yeah, are on yeah. for your posts. So whenever you post, uh, my, my thing is right there and my news is there. It's just far too accessible, isn't it, compared to 15, yeah. 20 years ago, whatever it might mm. be. And there's so much of it, like, and it's like immediately, like, the Daily Mail have done five things you didn't know about Pavel Nedved and all this <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you only had that 10 minutes ago. I don't know, it was just a bit, there was something nice about it. There was something nice yeah. about it. I think it was more... the weight, wasn't it? The weight, I think there was, it built a little bit of excitement towards reading it, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. And we're always on our screens now, aren't we? Like, I sit mm. at this laptop day in, day out, I'm always on my phone. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's just nice, but it's a it's a bit more pure back then with it with the paper and yeah, yeah, nice, very very yeah. wholesome, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, so um, how the the way you watch football has that changed since you become a journalist? Do you think now? And I was also also going to ask you as well how you were saying you you give the player ratings. Um, does that obviously that will change the way you watch football? But how can you give us a little bit of an insight how you do the the player ratings and and you know how to how, how do you keep a track of all of the players in the game and, and what they what they're getting? He clocks who's listening to the, his material and then he gives them a higher rating if they do and if they don't he gives them a higher yeah there you go because yeah. he does it like, first and then I just rip off what he's yeah yeah a truth in that to be honest oh but. You do watch it differently because of player ratings. I think, like, you just... I don't know. I don't think... I, I, I don't think I watch it differently because, in one sense, because sometimes I think in football, sometimes fan opinion is undervalued. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you go to a game every week, or if you go to a game every other week, and you have been going for five years, ten years, twenty years, yeah, if you watch one game on the TV a week, like, you can watch a lot of football. Like, I'm sorry, but if you watch that amount of football and you don't know the game, there's something yeah. wrong with you, really. Like, obviously, like, you don't have to necessarily do your coaching budgets and stuff, but fans know. Like, fans know the game. Like, the vast majority of fans are not idiots. Yeah. Like, there's, there are yeah. some, and, and we see them all on Twitter, but the vast majority are... I mean, if, if you were to watch anything, say, for, like, five years straight... You would get Ed, you know, you would have a really good idea of it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, yeah. yeah, exactly that. So I think like I've like I start because of the player ratings, I I I do watch it differently. Like I, I I try and look at where people are positionally and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I try and take my eyes off where the ball is sometimes to see where people are like taking up their positions. You can see like you can tell, obviously, it's more like with defenders, I suppose, where, like, if there's someone they're particularly worried about, like, Furlong might not, say, might not bomb on. You might get a game where Connor Townsend's crossing it in from one wing-back position and Darnell Furlong's at the back post or nodding it in or retrieving the ball the other side, whereas you might not at the games because they're wary of someone and because they're wary of someone, they make a massive interception or something. 
yeah. you just just try and like look at their positioning and yeah and assess why they're doing that based on the opponent they're up against yeah okay just try and go into a bit more detail but i think what happens with that is like before the game i obviously look at the opposition a bit more i'm like look at who's played yeah, yeah. there what players are likely to be up against and why that would mean they might do things slightly differently um but yeah i, I think i uh, but i think if anyone was writing player ratings they'd watch it differently mm. um that's that's like the only thing i just think yeah yeah we'll pretty much see the same things don't we i think most of the time if, yeah. if i could say uh two things off, off the back of your answer there uh i'm just going to quickly talk about um uh, jack Grealish a second um it was uh, if if i'm allowed to uh no <laughs> no there was um, go on go on have a minute go on <laughs> no, no well basically right it's just saying because obviously that he, he had a lot more attention obviously um it, you know, just before he was moving to City and when he did move to City and things like that. And obviously you had a lot more, a lot of new eyes on Jack, but also I think there was a lot of new co- sort of commentators as well, maybe just starting to do a lot more research and have an idea of him. Because mm. there were things they were picking up, especially like during the Euros and and when he plays for City and they were saying things like, oh, you know, he doesn't really get, you know, go go back for defence and, oh, you know, he's, you know, he, he does this and he doesn't do that. And I found myself sort of disagreeing. I think I've, okay, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a, you know, a genius. But I've watched this player play for, say, like five years or four years before that. And I know he's, he does get back, you know, when he needs to defend, for instance, when, you know, some of the last few seasons, he was been, he had a great partnership with Matt Target, you know, sort of de- defending and yeah, good player. and that yeah yeah and and that sort of thing so yeah so like you said the, the fan almost like the fan opinion is very um yeah it's i think it's underrated to be honest because <laughs> i mean obviously you can you can be massively like swayed by your opinion you think oh you know he, he's really good fantastic you know sentimental and he might not actually be that good of a player um but yeah no that's 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 true um, I think a lot of, like there's a saying lazy journalism isn't there which I hate because yeah. I don't think there is a lot of lazy journalism out there but I think a lot of time like someone like Grealish for example the point there will be journalists like who the truth is yeah like they've seen two games of him now because he's played for Man City yeah exactly they'll go yeah. to the Man City yeah. games because they work for a publication that like yeah that covers the Champions League in more detail or whatever, and then yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, you can't. What they don't, they don't know. Like they've been two games. I was, like, I was thinking, but I've, four years. I've, I've, I watched him play against Rotherham. You know, like say yeah. three or four seasons ago. Now you know that that far back, and I could, I know what he was doing against them. And it's yeah, it's it's true. And I almost sort of think, am am I in the right, or is the journalist in in the right, or the commentator? Because I'm, I think it would do I actually know him as well. But mm. make I mean, sure like, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of the what I'd compare to that is very, very quickly because I'm conscious of time. But what I'd compare to that is um, <clears throat> in in the country when you probably say the name. I know you'll love this, Joe. But when you say the name Hal Robson, can't you? Everyone think one moment against Wales, crap. Apart from that, but sign him up, sign him up, bring him back. <laughs> but how he would suit this system massively. Oh, he? That's another conversation. Um, however, that season where we went up two seasons ago whilst his goal-scoring record was was decent, but it wasn't like up there with Mitrovic or whatever, he was absolutely crucial for our team and was unbelievable for that season, For the well, certainly for the majority of the season. But anyone else on the outside wouldn't 
wouldn't really know that because they haven't watched him every week and seen how good he has been. And I think it's just what you say there about the fans can't is, is absolutely correct. I agree, mate. Basically, yes. in a nutshell, how Robson Carney is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so moving on to another question because we can talk about how Robson Carney for a very long time. Um, so you're obviously you've produced a lot of work now, you've been in the Express and Star for a number of years. Is there a particular piece of work that you look back on that you're most proud of, or maybe it was a particular piece that um you're proud of because they might have research that went into it or the time they took you to to put together? Um I honestly, genuinely I've got an awful memory. Like <laughs> awful. I, I can't remember anything. It just days wrong. I can't, I'm just my memory is so bad. Um so it's been like yeah like it's like comment pieces i think like when it's it's when something happens that like managerial departures stuff like that it's like when you get to give your opinion on things like that mm. um i think recently like i did a story on albion's finances how they decided to spend in the Wachonsa window yeah was that linked in, to the Pereira sale and yeah like in that story and blah, about blah, the blah, Pereira yeah. fee and stuff like I mean, that's not my, I'm not saying it's my best word, but I got a really positive reaction from it. I actually, like, I thought I was going to get hammered for it, genuinely. I thought people were going to batter me. And I, I tweeted the story, and then I had to drive somewhere. And I took it, it was like a 20-minute drive. And I honestly thought when I got on Twitter, I was going to get hacked by dogs abuse. But I couldn't believe the reaction. It was so positive. But it's like pieces like that. And it's like, I cut, yeah, like when Slavin left, like I did a piece... I sort of wobbled on the slapping recently. Like I've started to think, was he as good a manager as I thought he was? And then I'm coming back round to thinking he was good again now. But <laughs> like when he left, like I, I did a comment piece on him. I can remember like I announced Walsall's manager 24 hours before they did. That was like, I mean, if I could yeah. do that for Albion, imagine that. Like if I did that for yeah. Albion, it would absolutely boom. Um, but it's just so hard to do it with Albion and. Like Percy will beat me to it anyway, but um, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh it, it must be frustrating for you. And it when obviously you're, I, I, you know, if you was honest, you would say if someone wants a piece of West Brom news, they would more, more likely come to you or the other Joe, wouldn't they, for, for their West Brom news? But then when Percy just breaks something like that, like I, the one that springs to mind is, um, I was at work one day and I've got tweet notifications on for John as well, and um, Deanne Garner was like announced over nowhere and we agreed if they I thought flipping neck but like I'll always see John Purse is my immediate if you haven't mm. already and then I will go to you or the other Joe for the depth fee analysis if that makes yeah, sense yeah. because I know yeah. I can trust your opinions from watching them or you know that type of thing. He's just so he's just got unbelievable contacts. Yeah his exclusives are next level. Transfers he's just absolutely smashing it. But like <laughs> they used to get like not bothered by it he's a really nice guy like he's a genuinely mm nice chap but like he's way older than me like way older than me <laughs> for way longer do you know what I mean so I'm like everyone's like ah oh, what are you waiting for waiting for Percy to tweet until you get some transfer news I'm like mate like, give me 20 years and give me like and see how, and see how I'm doing then do you know what I mean so I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you'll be the person in a few years I've only been West Brom reporter for like two, two years or whatever give us a chance yeah. but like <laughs> people just won't have it will they just won't no have it. people want news yeah. now don't they just like that 
I've seen a couple yeah. of people on your comments go, oh, like, I personally tweeted this an hour ago or something. I'm just like, boo off. Um, so another question for you, Joe. Um, this is one Rob's proposing. In fact, Rob, I'm going to let you ask this question. Yeah, go question on. Then. 11, go on okay. Because I know you've put right. it together. Bit of a, a bit of a fantasy question here. Uh, if you could attend any match throughout time and oh, history mm. and uh, region, wherever in the, in the world, and write a match report about it, what would it be and why? Um, and and I would I would specify you would you would pick this match, uh, obviously, and then because obviously you know you know what would happen, or if there was an event in it or something, or a, or a goal. But then I think you were then when you would go to that game, that memory would be gone. So you're you're reporting on it as you as you were seeing it. So after the game, I can't remember it. No, 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 no. So so you, you <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So you're picking the game, but then you almost get transported back in time to wherever it was, not knowing what was going to happen. So you would just be oh, reporting right. the match. Okay. All right, so I can't... It would be either England 5, Germany 1. Mm. Yeah, When I honestly thought we were going to get battered, especially as they scored after like six minutes. Was it like Carson Yanker yeah. or something? And we, I mm. thought, oh, God, this is going to be a long, long night. And then... But the most iconic game in my head <clears throat> is 99 Champions League final with Man United. Man United and Bayern, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just like... Imagine being in the stands when, like, Sharon... I feel for your match reports, put it that way. You're on the whistle match reports. It'd be carnage, yeah, it'd be absolute carnage. It'd be, like, and everyone began crazy in the press spots. They'd be, like, so frantic. And there'd be loads Mm. of calls going on saying, we've got to push back the deadline, you've got to do something. (laughs) The whole world's just turned on its head. Yeah. (laughs) You just can't imagine when you're in that stadium and you're, like, oh, Fergie's bringing on the soul show and sharing them, like, it's, like, one last roll of the dice. <laughs> and four minutes later, they've won the Champions League. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. yeah. It is ridiculous, um, isn't it? It must have been amazing. To, I was, I mean, I was like, I would have been what? 14? I was running around my house. Like, I, I didn't care. I don't care about my United, but I was going mental. Like, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, what a game that would have been to work on. That would have been amazing. Mm. Mm. Incredible. Wow. Um, one of my favourite questions that we, we like to ask our guests, Joe, is um, is basically for you to share a couple of funny stories. I'm I'm absolutely adamant, and if you lie to me and say I haven't got any, I'm, I'm not going to be very impressed. But you've got plenty <laughs> of funny stories to share. Um, and if they involve many. if they involve Luke or Joe, even better. Oh, I, didn't, I thought you wanted like football ones. Oh yeah, uh, anything, anything. No, I yeah, anything. I'm, I'm struggling. Honestly, I'm struggling. Oh. Um, <laughs> But all the ones I can think of is when, like, when I've made like mistakes. As um, okay. yeah, okay, as we'll that's right. So <laughs> I was like, when you know, like I don't really like gouch and lie. Like I'm not. I don't think he's a great owner. Didn't get that vibe. Um, I mean, I've never <laughs> met a guy, so he might be lovely, but he won't let me anywhere near. You've him. tried. You've tried. He won't even come to the bloody Hawthorns, will he? But there you go. <laughs> um, so I didn't really have a great relationship with the Warsaw owner either, like Jeff Bonser. I thought like. Mm. He just didn't invest. He had this weird... He, when he bought the club, he bought it weird. He bought the club and he bought the ground separate so okay. that he could charge the club rent to pay at the ground. Oh, so okay. every year he was, like, pocketing, like, <clears throat> loads of money. Anyway, I was quite, like, critical of him. Like, I was just saying, like, I used to do, like, podcasts and say, like, Jeff, just don't have the rent for a year. 
just don't have the rent for one year and give it to Dean Smith and 400 grand will get you up. Like, just, just don't do it. So people knew I wasn't a fan of it. And then I had to write a story about him, the Barcelona. Yeah. And I wrote his name and it went to print. Like, it went, it was, it was just a typo, but I missed out the letter S in his name. So okay. it just said Barcelona Jeff Boner. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> This is really absolutely—absolutely—awful—like—they've yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When I was working right at the start when I worked for Michael Drake and Advertiser, we're like, I don't even know if I don't even know if they're that bigger band because they're not like what I listen to. But if you had, there's a band Arcade Fire, isn't there? You know Arcade Fire? Yeah, 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 yeah. The um, the the Canadians. Yeah. So like, I don't know why, yeah. but like, if I said to you like, name a band, first name Arctic, you would go Monkeys, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And if I said Stone, you'd go Roses, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, like, that was what, like, basically, there was a band in a local. There's a there's a local band in Market Drayton called Arcade Parade. Oh, okay. But, and that, <laughs> okay. but for yeah. so I did a story saying they were going to play Market Drayton, but for the whole story, <laughs> I said it was Arcade Fire. Wow. Which obviously, like a much, much like yeah. bigger band. Yeah. That's, that's, all these calls going, oh, can we have tickets for Arcade? Yeah, that, that's, that's good for Market Drayton to go Arcade Fire. Yeah, wow. that was um, yeah, that was another error. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but that's about it. Yeah, I've not got many. I Are they? Do, do they seem to be just like involving names then? If you have Jeff Boner and Arcade Fire, maybe that, <laughs> names, just, names, just name, name problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. like really unlucky. Like you're really unlucky as a reporter because like your mistakes are public, aren't they? If anyone else yeah, makes yeah, a mistake yeah. at work, like it's not a doctor. If a doctor makes a mistake, obviously it's serious. Like you don't want yeah, that yeah. to happen. Like, but, but like if I if you if anyone makes a mistake, normally you just correct it and move on. Whereas yeah. if I make a mistake, it's on the it website now. and it's in the paper and everyone <laughs> can see it. Yeah, I mean, do, do, do you think we could still go back and search for Jeff Boner? Do you think that's still on? Oh, it won't be on the website, but it'll be if you it'll get be a somewhere. Copy, it'll Actually, be prob paper. probably not so good if we told everyone to search for boners on the internet. So <laughs> no, it's true. Actually, I'd avoid that. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Like the plague. Have you got any funny <laughs> stories to share about about you, Luke, and, and Joe and Steve? Because I hear that you you travel down to matches quite frequently. You um, have plenty of McDonald's stop offs. <laughs> Um, oh, <clears throat> I mean, the great episode when you um, had a McDonald's delivered to to the Hawthorns and filmed the podcast. I thought that was an incredible. I was absolutely uh, blowing after that. I was blowing. <laughs> I ran downstairs to get it, and I was like, "Oh, you got for ten minutes?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gone for ages. Yeah. Um, no, I, what do we, I mean, I think like it's like probably like the bit of the job I love the most, really, like because it is just the camaraderie. Like, I'm like four hours in the car on the way day. Part of me is thinking what I was saying earlier, like, oh my God, I'm going to get in at 10 and I've got all this work to do. I'm going to have to work tomorrow. But the truth is, like, when we're in the car, it is just like having three of your Not best mates after. going to watch, yeah, going yeah, to watch yeah. a game. Like, it's, it's the thing I'd like miss the most, really. Mm -hmm. um, like, 
give Luke a hard time, but he is a great lad. Um, and Joe is just like, I say this about Joe, he's just like ridiculous. He's like the only person I've ever met in life who's like, when he's he's so friendly, it's like a negative. Like, he's just ridiculous. <laughs> everywhere we go in the country, he knows someone, literally everywhere we Why? go. He has to talk to them for ages. I'm like, Joe, the game kicks off at three o'clock. Like, it's <laughs> 10 to three. We've got to go and get our seats. And he just won't have it. He's just there chatting away. Go and stop at a McDonald's somewhere. He's talking to the guy who's giving him his burger about his life story. He's <laughs> like, Joe, sit down and eat your dinner, mate. Just come and have a light. But he's just, he's just so friendly. It's ridiculous. Like, he's just, he's so lovely. He's, he's a great oh, lad. Um, nice. But yeah, we're just normal. Like, I mean, like, we're not on, like, we are working at the end of the day, so we're not on the lash or anything. No. Like, I think if we were drinking more, it would, it would, Joe does try. Like, he's always desperate to go for a beer after a game. Um, but yeah, it's just like, just, normal lad stuff really like just chatting about football really but West Brom we're obsessed we're all obsessed with West Brom even Luke like even Luke yeah yeah. he's obsessed mm. with it he can't stop talking <clears throat> about West Brom it's all he wants to talk about there's got to be a transition <laughs> at some point like an official official so it'll be his wedding won't it it'll be his wedding what a great day for him to come out <laughs> yeah yeah um... I'll say come out he's already out yeah he's, he's so out <laughs> <laughs> Poorly. Oh dear, dear. I thought we'd stop talking about bonus. Uh right, so <laughs> <laughs> so oh dear. Uh okay. So I bring it back. Um we, we've already asked uh, obviously uh, Luke and Joe for their advice for sort of aspiring journalists. Uh what would be what would be your advice? I think I, I think um what would my advice be? Uh, so I think a lot of people don't massively understand like how we a lot like how most newspapers write and how like the BBC writes. Um, it's like very it's a technical way of writing. It's called the inverted pyramid. Google it if you're interested. But I think most people don't really realise that every news story pretty much is structured that way. Like I think that most of my in, like, an intro for a story is 15 to 25 words pretty much every day. Like I don't think that goes over everyone's head. Like how clear and concise, short, sharp short, sharp sentences, things like that. So you have to learn how to write like that, basically. So do that, learn how to do that. Um, and then just do it, like, just do it. I can't recommend it, like, highly enough. I wouldn't, like, I always said, like, even when I was on the news, I was like, yeah, you go to, like, Village Fates or whatever, you go to, like, it's not always, like, big stories, but you never go to something that's dull. Like, you wouldn't, you don't mm. send the paper to something that's dull. You don't... Because otherwise there's no need to send them. Like, there's something going on. Like, someone's got a story to tell. Um, there's a reason why you're there and there's a reason why they're doing what they're doing. So I just feel, like, fortunate, really. Like, you get to leave the office and go to that. Like, all right, it might be a boring village fate. It might be a trial. It might be a council meeting. It might be a football match. It might be whatever. Um, but I just think, like, wow, like, I get to go out and talk to these people and it's <clears throat> the privilege really mm. like it's every, like every day is different um so yeah i mean my lecturer said to me in journalism on the first day he was like there's two men in a pub one of them's got the most money they're talking one of them's got the most money one of them's got the best stories it's absolutely fine to be either like whatever you want from life you be but if you want to be have the most money it's probably best to leave now if you want the best stories, mm. like stick it out, and because I think I recall you saying this before, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said that before, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I think like, you love it. Like, 
You'll love mm-hmm. it. And like, I think like some of the things like <clears throat> just having access to people, like I can't believe I've like sat and chatted to Slavin Bilic about football for 20 minutes off the record. Do you know what I mean? Or mm, chatted yeah. to Dean Smith about this, that and the other. And just like, a, it's a privilege. Like it really is. So yeah, just, I think it's the best job in the world. I think <laughs> less people are thinking that, but I, but I genuinely do. Um, yeah. So yeah, just do it. I would say if anyone's interested, do it. Oh, okay. Brilliant. Um, and then the only other question, it's not really a question as such, Joe, um, we'll come to the end of our questions now, is um, what's your social media? Where can people find your work? Where can people find a little bit more about Joe Massey and, and the stuff that you do? God, you don't need any more Joe Massey in your life. I think that's what I don't even know what Twitter land it is. Is it something like Joseph underscore Massey star or something? Oh, am I really going to have to check your Twitter handle? Yeah, I genuinely don't know what it is. Just, just oh, search definitely. for Joe Massey. It'll come up somewhere. Hang on, I'll get it. It yeah, is uh, Joseph Massey underscore star. There you go. Nice. I've I've, uh, I've lost you now because I've been trying to find. Uh, right, we can we can go quick. Let's leave him. You can go. Yeah, I thought I genuinely lost you. That's fine. That's fine. awful. Can you see me just absolutely pathetically? Yes. My yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Currently, uh, currently, Callum's got his fingers up. Uh, you making... Oh no, there he is. Uh, okay, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yes, that's it. Really, that's, what, that's the only that's the only social media I got. I'm not on yeah. Facebook. Not on Instagram. I'm not on. Yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't direct people towards your personal accounts anyway. Uh, if that were the case. <laughs> you got your your phone number, your email address, <laughs> your ho- home address. Where can people find you? Yeah. Thank you. It's a short no Driscoll or what? No. Yeah. 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 Wow. brilliant um joe well that that concludes the the episode um listen thanks so much for coming on it's it's a massive privilege yeah, for great. myself and and for rob um we've learned a lot particularly about sean o'driscoll um so, mm. uh thanks so much for joining us and uh we'll catch up with you soon i oh, appreciate it lads yeah, cheers, cheers joe. thanks mate Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the High Press Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We really appreciate a rating on iTunes just so that people can find us more easily. Yep, and make sure you follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Our handle is at the High Press Pod. This is where we announce all of our guests, run competitions, and keep you informed with everything happening on the High Press.